Hello, my friend. Welcome to Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy, and I'm so glad you're here. Awaken the Extraordinary is a place where we share stories. We talk about our lives and our experiences. We talk about what we learned from them. We talk about things that maybe didn't go the way we hoped and how we can kind of pivot, friends reference there, and approach things differently next time around. Because I am the host, I do share a lot about my life and my experiences, and I hope those actually do encourage and inspire you, because that's why I started this podcast. But if you have a story or an experience that you want to share, always feel free to hit me up. But for now, this episode is all me, but I do hope you actually gain something from listening to it. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. I am so glad you're here and I'm hoping the acoustics sound okay. I'm in my son's what I call cozy corner in my office. I just got tired of sitting in the same room and this is the only space that is kind of set up for relaxation. This business venture that, um, has been on my plate for some time is just taking a while to get up and running. But my son has his little cozy corner. There's a little neon dinosaur light behind me. And I'm sitting on this super cute uh, dinosaur rug that I got from Ruggable. Um, They are not sponsors, but if you have not checked out Ruggable rugs, you need to because you can throw them in the wash and they're non-toxic and they're fun. Like you can swap them out for seasons and just adds a lot of personality. So I decided to come and hang out in his little cozy corner and record the episode. So hopefully it sounds good. Um, I will be back for a longer episode on Tuesday, but just wanted to share something that happened to me and my son last week and just something that I took away from it. So as Many of you know, I am currently living with my in-laws and yeah, the the big size should probably <laughs> say plenty. Um, about six months ago, they got this German shepherd puppy that was intended to be utilized as a service dog. Um, I wasn't involved in anything. Conversations were had with my husband and my son, but not me. And, um, the dog was brought home one day and I was not informed. Um, so I did not get off on the best foot with the dog. I do want to say that I don't have an issue with the dog himself. Like he did not ask to be brought into this situation. He did not ask to be adopted by the individuals that adopted him and he's just not the right fit. Um, he is now a very, very large German shepherd puppy. I want to say, um, probably 80 pounds or more. And he jumps, he nips and he really just, I think wants to play. He has a lot of energy And unfortunately, the people who brought him home 
they're just not the right owners. Um, they're just not, he, he needs to be with a different family and there has just been a lot that has gone on with this dog and, um, he should be going back to where they adopted him from at the end of the month. Uh, it really can't come soon enough. I, I have just been under so much stress because of this choice that they made. And I really want the dog to be in a home that appreciates him, that has the time and the energy to dedicate to him, to helping him kind of be his, his best self and where he is right now. Like that's not the situation. So I'm really excited for him to hopefully get new owners that are able to, you know, run around with him, throw the ball with him, just be really active and really like include him as he is into their lives. And it's been a tough situation because, you know, I, I do have a five-year-old child who weighs about 40 pounds. And, um, there have been times when this dog, his name is Cooper has been like out in the house and we won't have like the baby gates up to the room and, or to the doorways, uh, to the bedrooms or my office. And, you know, I won't know that this dog is in the house off the leash. And, you know, he has jumped on my son again, like in excitement, but that doesn't mean that, you know, these massive paws and this giant puppy, this full of energy, giant puppy isn't hurting my son. And so, you know, there have been times where, you know, either me or my husband kind of have to come to, um, our son's rescue and it's just been very stressful. Um, the dog is supposed to be on a leash if we are home, uh, because for a certain period of time, uh, my son did not have autonomy in the home. Like he couldn't freely walk around because his grandparents were allowing the dog to roam around the house. So we were having to carry my son from room to room. And I was like, at five years old, this is ridiculous. Like he needs to be able to walk around the house. So the agreement was like, okay, if we're home, either the dog is in your room or if he's out, he's on a leash. And that doesn't, always happen, which is, you know, some of those instances, um, kind of like the example that I just provided before I felt bad. He was sitting in his little Milo chair in my office, just kind of minding his own business. And I think he was sitting there in his underwear and the dog came in and he was suddenly like curled over the arm of, of his chair and the dog was on top of him. And, you know, he got a little scratched up and I just, I felt awful. Um, so it's been a lot. Have I said it's been a lot? It's been stressful. Have I said it's been stressful? Um, like this morning I was awakened to the dog being taken out at 4am and then not being on the leash and scratching on the bedroom door. And then my dog growling and me rushing to the door, find out what's going on, quiet my dog down so that my child did not wake up at 4am. And, um, just between you and me, like, it's just, it's really hard. Um, it's, it's just made living there even more challenging than it already was. And I think what's been really hard for me too, is there hasn't been a single acknowledgement of 
yes, we know that this has created like stress for you or stress for your son. There, there's been none of that. And I feel like it would take some of the pressure off just acknowledging really kind of like the inconvenience, like the complication that it's created. Um, so last week I was working out in the garage and my son woke up like 10 minutes into my workout. And I was like, here, like, hang out here. You can watch something on my phone while I finish my workout. And, uh, then we'll go into the house and we'll, you know, start getting breakfast and whatnot. So we have like a Papasan cushion in the garage that kind of serves as a dog bed or a Milo bed. And so he curled up on that. And then he was asking if the sun was coming up and I said, well, it, it will be, or he asked if it was nighttime. And I said, no, it's actually morning. It's really early, but the sun hasn't come up yet. And after I finished my workout, I said, let's go outside. And he's like, why? I said, because like, you've never seen the sun come up. Like that would be a pretty cool thing to be able to see. Right. And so he's like, yeah. So I start to get him bundled up in a blanket and he looks out the window of the garage door and he's like, oh my gosh, there's a deer. And this is like 645 in the morning. Okay. So it's like, I don't know, is twilight night or is it morning? I don't know. <laughs> like, um, but it was just like, you know, the, the combination of night and morning, whatever, whatever time you call that dawn, dawn, right. Um, breaking dawn, all of my twilight references. Okay. So it was six 45 in the morning, very quiet. Sun was just starting to come up behind the mountains. And so I was like, oh, okay. So, the, I mean, there's a deer right on the opposite right side of the road. So we're in the garage and then we have to, we would have to walk all the way to the gate, which is not far, but it's far enough. And so I wrapped him up in the blanket and I said, go ahead and start walking out there. Um, I'm going to get a sweatshirt because it's cold. So I grab my sweatshirt and then I run out to him and he asked me to pick him up and we see the deer and we're being really, really quiet. And we get to the gate and the deer crosses the road. And so we're just kind of admiring the deer and talking about the deer and these really like hushed tones. And it was actually like very serene. It was just like such a peaceful moment. And I loved I love that we were having that moment, especially like at the house where I just feel like, I don't want to say it's chaos, but it, like the energy just doesn't feel good a lot of the time. So it was nice to just be having this really like nice moment with my son, but that can't last very long, can it? <laughs> so we're just like enjoying the the serenity of looking at the deer in the early morning hours with no sounds, no cars rushing by. And then for some reason, I turn to my right and I see Cooper and he's like at the front of the house, which is far away, but not far enough away. And I look and I see him and then he picks his head up and he looks at me and I'm like, Oh shit. And so I started turning very slowly 
I didn't want to make any sudden movements because I didn't want him to get excited. I was like, if I am just calm and chill, maybe he will be just calm and chill and be like, oh, like they're not worth me getting excited over. They're just like so boring, blah, blah, blah. I kind of felt like we were in that scene from Jurassic Park, like the very first one where they're like right in front of the Ford Explorer and they're trying to not make any movements because they don't want the T-Rex to see them. I felt <laughs> felt like that was me and my kid. And he's like, oh no, Cooper's out. And I'm like, it's okay, Milo. I'm like, it's going to be okay. So, you know, I'm holding him like a baby and I start walking slowly back to the garage. Well, I'm on like one side of their vehicle and Cooper is on the other side. So there's a period of time where like he can't see us and we can't see him. So I'm walking slowly, slowly. But then I was like, that dog is fast. That dog is fast. I need to get moving. So like, I'm kind of like at the halfway point between the van and no van. So I'm like, he can't see me. And then he's going to be able to see me because I don't think he's standing still. So then I start running towards the garage door. And when I'm talking about the garage door, I'm talking about like the narrow door that you walk through, not like the big garage door opening, you know? So I start running towards the garage door and Cooper decides to get some exercise in too. And he's running towards us. So I have Milo and his head is like in my left arm and his legs, like I have my right arm hooked under his legs and I'm like grabbing him, like holding him tightly to me. And this dog is like on his hind legs, his massive paws, like his paws are bigger than the palm of my hand. They're on my shoulder. He's jumping. He's like clawing at me. Then at like one point he was like snapping, like he was nipping at like my sweatshirt on my right shoulder. And the whole time I'm like trying to shield my son from him with my body. So I'm always trying to keep Milo on the opposite side. Like I'm just always trying to be in the middle and Milo starts freaking out. I'm screaming. So it's 645 in the morning. If anyone was enjoying like the peaceful serenity of, you know, an almost autumnal, is that even the right way to say it? Autumnal morn. They, they weren't after I started screaming, you know, and I'm yelling at him. I'm like, Cooper, no. and I'm like trying to kick him, but I don't want to lose my footing. And, you know, I'm just constantly pivoting friends reference. I'm constantly pivoting to try to ensure that my body is in between Milo and Cooper, because I know the dog was not trying to hurt us. The dog was super, super excited, but I needed to protect my son because he absolutely could have inadvertently hurt my son. Like he could have clawed his face, you know, gotten his eye. Like if I shifted wrong, like if he started nipping at my shoulder, he could have nipped it like my left shoulder. He could have been nipping at Milo's head. So it was just like, it was just a lot. So then I, I'm screaming and I'm like totally freaked out. I've never had an experience like this before, like ever. And I was trying to figure out what to do with my kid. Like I was like, like thinking, okay, like my car is right here. What if I just open the door and I throw him in and then I close the door 
But in order to do that, like I needed a free arm or I needed to not be accosted by this dog for two seconds. And I didn't know that I was going to have kind of like that luxury, you know, of time. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I can just open the garage door and shove Milo in and then close the door while I try to get Cooper under control. But the doorknobs are like the horizontal ones. And so I would have had to have used my elbow. And in order to use my elbow, I would have had to have my back to the door or at least my side to the door, which means Milo would have been exposed. And so I couldn't do that. And again, like I couldn't really lift my leg up or anything because if I had lifted my leg up, the dog was still jumping on me the whole time and I could have fallen and then that wouldn't have been great either. So I'm screaming and it after what felt like an eternity, but was probably like a minute or a minute and a half, like my husband comes running out of the garage in his underwear and like pulls the dog off of us. I was at that point, like as he was starting to open the door, like, or right before that, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I can just like throw Milo on the hood of my car and then like, he'll be up there. He has the blanket and I can try to get the dog under control. And I was like, I don't care if like the hood of my car is dented. Like, I don't, I don't know if that, that would happen, but I was like, I need to find a way to get my kid in a safe space. And, you know, fortunately my husband came out, he got a hold of the dog. Um, and then, you know, we went to the garage and Milo was upset for a couple of minutes. And I think like just the situation, it probably didn't help that I was screaming, but I didn't, I I was scared. I didn't know like what to do to try to get this dog off. And I think probably I knew in the back of my mind that my screaming would get my husband's attention. And so, you know, I did that. So then I started crying because, you know, I had all that adrenaline. And then I started just thinking about the situation and how helpless I felt. I have been around dogs my entire life and I've never been in a situation like that where like the dog would not get off of me. And it's like how my dogs are with like chicken nuggets, you know, (laughs) like, and again, like, I know he wasn't trying to hurt me, but I just didn't want my son to get hurt, like accidentally hurt. And so like, there were several times throughout that morning that like I cried because all I wanted to do was protect my son and I felt helpless and I felt like there was nothing that I could do. Like, I was like, how, how could I not like take care of my son? Like, how could I not protect my son? And I'm trying to think of like all of the different things that I could have done. And, you know, like I got to a point later where I was like, I could have set him on one of the trash cans, like one of the giant trash bins and like kind of put him up with one arm and then use the other arm to kind of like fight off the dog. I'm like, I could have done that, you know, and it's always like the whole hindsight is 20, 20, um, you know, or, or like when 
someone makes some snarky comment to you and you can't think of a comeback. And then like, as soon as they're out of your line of sight, you're like, oh, I should have said that. I was like, oh, I could have done that too. And I'd actually been in a similar situation where I had to like literally think on my feet. Um, he was like a year old and our screen door was funky. So it's like the lock was opposite. So it's like horizontal was actually locked and vertical was unlocked. And you had to like make sure, but you could still open the door, even if it was locked, like on the inside, like if you were trying to get in from the outside, like you couldn't get in, but you could still turn the doorknob, even if it was locked, if you were going out, it was very bizarre. So you had to intention, you had to be mindful. And then you had to intentionally unlock the door. Well, I did that once I didn't unlock the door and I forgot and I closed the door behind me. And then I realized I had locked myself out of the house with Milo being a year old in there. And I was like, oh my gosh. And at this point he's crawling around. And so what I did, I was probably in that house within like a minute. So what I did was I turned a trash can on its side. I climbed up on the trash can. I hopped over the fence and then I ran into the backyard and like we had a sunroom, all the sunroom windows were closed, but our tiny ass kitchen window was open. And so I tore, I ripped the screen out. I stood on like the, the water meter. And then I shimmied my way into the tiny ass window above the kitchen sink I think I was in the house within like a minute and a half. Fortunately, my son was okay, but I was like, damn, I thought like fast. And then I told my husband what happened. And he's like, you know, there's a combination lock on the garage door. You could have just unlocked that and then gone in that way. And I was like, well, no, I didn't think about that, but look at it, how quick thinking and resourceful I was, you know? So it was kind of like, like that type of situation. And when I was thinking about like, Oh, like I didn't protect my son. I didn't protect my son. Like I felt helpless. I, I didn't know what to do to protect my son. I then had like this realization. I was like, I did protect my son. He really didn't get hurt. I think something happened to his foot. It hurt for a little bit and then he was fine. Um, but I was like, I did protect my son. The dog did not get to him. Okay. So I wasn't able to get him into the garage. I wasn't able to get him into my car, but I still protected him. And my, my screams again, I think like in the back of my mind, it was like, I knew that if I was loud enough, my husband would hear me at some point. And so I'm like, I did protect my son. Maybe I didn't do all of these other things, but ultimately what was my goal? My goal was to protect my son from getting hurt. And I did that. And so then it got me thinking about how much or how often we as women, and if you're a guy listening to this, I am sure this applies to you too, But like how often we as women feel like we're not doing enough, like we don't do everything right. We don't do everything the way that we want to do it. We look back and see like 
a million different ways to approach something when we were at that particular moment in time and all we saw was one way. And we need to stop doing that because it's like when you focus on the negative, when you're always focusing on the negative, like that's all you're going to see. But when you focus on like what's good about a situation or what's positive about a situation, that then becomes what you see like more often, like the positivity or the benefits or the opportunities that come out of a situation because you change your perspective. And trust me, like this whole living with my in-laws thing, this whole situation with the dog, I... I do really try to change my perspective on certain things to try to make life easier on myself. Um, I'm not always great at it. You know, I have my own thoughts in terms of like what this is doing for them and what this is doing for us. But that's probably a story for another time. If we're always looking at like what we're not doing or what we're not achieving, like that doesn't feel good. Right. Like, and that bleeds into other aspects of our life. But in like this situation, I was like irritated with myself because I was like, I didn't do enough to protect him. Ultimately I did what I needed to do. Right. I did protect my son. He wasn't hurt. Why am I focusing on the stuff that I didn't do that I couldn't do? Why am I focusing on that instead of like, you know what? I did my job is his mom. I did protect him from getting hurt by this super crazy, excited, gigantic puppy. Like I said, it it just got me really thinking about like how often we just focus on like what we didn't do. And we overlook like the things that we do do. The things that we are successful at, like maybe we're not successful in the way that we envisioned. Or if we had time, like if I had time to map out being accosted by a giant exuberant puppy, then I probably would have approached the situation a bit better, but I didn't. And I I had to be quick and I was quick and I did protect my son. Again, if I had an opportunity to map things out, it would have gone a little bit differently. But that's not how like most of life is, you know? And so I think we need to take a step back sometimes. And the things that we're beating ourselves up about, we need to like just stop that shit. And we need to look at what we did do in that situation, in those circumstances, what we did do that was good, what we did do that we're proud of, what we actually did achieve. Again, even if it doesn't look the way we thought it would look, we probably still did something. Dude, life is just crazy. The unexpected happens. Focus on the things that You do focus on the things that you actually got right. Change your perspective. Because if I was like, if I was following that narrative of, I didn't protect my son. I'm going to find all of these examples that support that. 
But if I break it down and I'm like, what did I need to do? I needed to protect my son. Okay. Did he get hurt? No. Did the dog like injure him in any way? No. Okay. So didn't you protect your son? You were literally fighting off the dog. You were using your body as a shield. Did you not protect your son? Well, I guess I did protect my son. I think like if we start breaking things down like that, we'll realize that we actually do more and accomplish more and achieve more than we even like consciously realize. And I think when you start shifting that perspective and start acknowledging the things that you do that maybe, again, don't look the way that you thought they they would look or think that they should look. Like, what's the goal? Did you achieve the goal? I think you're going to find like, you do a lot more shit than you probably realize. And if you start talking that way to yourself, if you start looking at like your experiences through that type of lens, I think that's going to shift a lot for you. It took me a day or two to actually like come to that realization. Like I did protect my kid just because I didn't get him in the car, just because I didn't get him in the garage. Didn't mean I didn't protect him. I did protect him. And as I'm speaking to you, this is the first time that I realized like that my screams that, I mean, there was no point for me to scream. I mean, really like the dog does not do what you ask him to do, or the dog does not do what you ask him to not do. Or I don't know if I even got that right. The dog does not engage in the desired behavior that any of us have for him. I knew yelling at him was not going to do anything, but I knew somewhere underneath all of that chaos, I knew that my screaming would eventually get my husband's attention and it did. And I didn't even have that realization until I hit record and started talking to you. I wanted to share this with you because like, this was really powerful for me. Like the, the realization that I had, it was really powerful. And it just reminded me like how often we downplay our achievements. We don't acknowledge the things that we do. We typically focus on the things that we don't do. And I hope this encourages you to Look at things like the next time you feel like you didn't do something or didn't look the way you wanted it to look, like start peeling back the layers, like start looking at like, what was your objective? What was your goal? And did you achieve it? It might not always look the way we want it to look like the achieving of something, accomplishing something like it might not look the way that we envision it to look, but it doesn't mean that we don't accomplish it. So I hope this has helped you 
I hope this has encouraged you to maybe look a little bit deeper at things, like stop beating yourself up about things. Start talking to yourself the way you would a friend. If a friend came to you and explained a certain situation, you would probably have a completely different perspective. You would probably speak to them more kindly, like you would dissect it more than you would for yourself. And we need to start having those types of conversations with ourselves. It's so much easier for some reason to be kind and understanding and compassionate towards other people. It's really hard to extend that to ourselves. So that's like going to be my challenge for you is to start being kinder and more compassionate to yourself. And I know I say that at the end of every episode, but I'm like calling it out right now because I realized like I wasn't being kind to myself. I was beating myself up. And then when I really started looking at the situation, I was like, no, like I did protect my son. Maybe I didn't accomplish all these other things, but my goal was to protect my son. And I did that. And I think like, as you kind of go through this exercise, like when these opportunities arise in your life, you are going to realize that you actually do accomplish more than you probably give yourself credit for. So that is my Christy talk for the day. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so very, very much. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for your understanding as I took a break. I need it. Just like Ross and Rachel, man, I I needed the break and I've missed talking with you. I've missed connecting with you. If there is something on your mind that you would like to chat about, you can always, always send me a message on Instagram at it's actually Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. You can also send me an email at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com. If you'd like this episode, share it in your stories, tag me. I will personally thank you because I know that will make you feel so, so special. And as always, my friends, stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I'll talk with you soon.